0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stacy and Sean. Good for the soul. This is Epic Episode 13. Lucky number 13. Quackpack, thanks for being here with us. Stacy, hello, Stacy. How the heck are you? What is going on in your life?
1: Hey, number 13. Can we just say, and today is May 13th? I'm what? just saying coincidence. I think not. Where's some Tay Tay? You know, Taylor Swift oh, is yeah. a big 13 person, too.
0: Let's just go with it.
1: Woohoo. All nah, right. I'm this just is, saying.
0: This is definitely fate. I That's love it. it.
1: That's it. I love this so, so much. Tell me
0: what you've been doing. How has this week been? What's going on in your life? Give me all of the news. That's We're part.
1: down to two more days of this damn retrograde that I am just over, over, over,
0: uh, over. Over. Oh my gosh.
1: Over. Also, okay. So I am literally begging you guys. I've got two days left for this. And I mean, I know this is last minute, and I am down for last minute for anything. I am putting together a little teensy tiny little um well, maybe it's not teensy tiny. Police week starts May 15th. And I have a little fundraiser going and I've adopted two squads in the Pinellas County area for the sheriff's office. And these two squads of people is literally about 18 different men and women who work as sheriff's deputies for our county in Pinellas County, Florida. I am making goodie bags and trying to just really hook them up for the week with gift cards, food, food snacks. I've even put an Amazon list together for things to be sent to me so I can put in the bags. I mean, Sean, I've been working like a mad woman for this for the last three weeks.
0: I mean, you're definitely a mad woman, but this is a great cause. So quick back if you, if your heart so desires, check out the Stacey and Sean Good for the Soul Facebook page.
1: Yes. Uh, that information
0: is all posted on there. So yes. you can check all that stuff out and, and just what, because
1: if- uh, literally anything this week anything between the week of may 15th to the week or the of to may 20th to may 22nd anything would go anything would do adopt a cop anything you want to do like $25 to a police officer and that would give them a sandwich a drink you know, and, and just let them know they're loved and appreciated because you guys, by personal experience, I have really, really, really close friends that do a lot with law enforcement that are law enforcement officers and they do more than we can even begin to understand. Right. So, I love that.
0: I think the best moment is if you're not in Pinellas County and you're like, I don't I really want to support those police officers. That's okay. You have some in your local area. So check that out. Check you know, it I mean, out. I yes. think it's always worthwhile, you know. Maybe you shouldn't like bang on their windows or anything, but maybe just go down to the police station and and thank them there, right? Just so that we're all safe together. Say
1: thank you, walk up to them, give them a little envelope with a little $10 Wawa gift card. I'm telling you, drinks and a sandwich are like their favorite things because they don't get to go sit down in restaurants very often. But little gift cards like that mean everything to them, or even like Chick Fil A drive through stuff, um, things that right? can all those them- moments. Yes, and if you're in Florida, liquid IV. <laughs> it sounds silly, but they get dehydrated, especially working out on the beach. So yeah, the right? whole thing. The other big thing that's happening this weekend, Sean, is da da
0: da da. Mother's Day. Oh my gosh, it is Mother's Day. You know what? So you know, a few episodes ago, I told you about my mother's new fitness obsession, right? Remember her rebounder, uh, her, uh, trampoline, say, right? her
1: trampoline, right? Yes. How is well, she doing?
0: Quack quack. I have to tell you. So you know, she listens here. Hey, ma. Um, and she told me that she is not bouncing high enough to hit the ceiling fan because there is no ceiling fan where she's bouncing. So I guess that's positive. Uh, I don't it know. It makes
1: me feel better.
0: Yep, exactly. So she's not hurting her head, um, but she said she's been bouncing. Uh, my family's all been bouncing. So you know what? It, it made me laugh. She had to correct me. So I stand corrected, cracked pack. There's no uh, head problems. And she's currently, she's probably bouncing right now. Maybe she's listening and bouncing along. That would just be a dream come true for all of us. But it is Mother's Day. And that's exciting because I think I I have a sneaking suspicion that in Soul Worker Stacey Renee's sessions, I bet a lot of things come up with Mothers.
1: Oh, don't they though? It's it's interesting because this was definitely one of those things that you and I who had hummed about whether or not we even wanted to talk about Mother's Day, because it does get kind of touchy-feely and it does kind of, you know, moms are a very difficult subject. There are some moms that are amazing like yours. You have- one of those moms that I would kill to have. She's right. incredible. And she's faith-based and she's kind and she's supportive. And she's just all endearing and, and she truly lives her life through God. And mm-hmm. that means no judgment. That means no bad things to people she's just truly an incredible person and then I know you and your siblings like I do and it's like you guys are such incredible people because of your mom
0: that's and, true you know mothers yeah. really helped shape people they help shape children and you know they help shape other people's children right I'm sure you remember going to other people's homes as a child and those mothers and fathers and grandmothers right helped shape you also but mothers uh, have a special place, right, in the shaping of all children. And again, mother is a loose moment because it could be a grandmother, it could be an aunt, it could be anyone who has the that motherly figure, figure in your life. That's yeah, the,
1: the mama figure. There's a mother, and then there's a mommy, and and it doesn't matter man or woman at that point. the The person who is chosen to be that for you in your life is is everything. And it's like I have an adopted daughter. I have four babies of my own and, you know, then I've also lost a pregnancy. And sometimes that gets weird too, because people are like, well, does that even count? Yes, it counts. Yes, absolutely. For those mamas who have lost your pregnancies, those count. You're still a mom. Yeah, you
0: you know? are, right? You're That's still, important.
1: You know? Yes. It's hugely important. People who have lost their babies, you're still parents. People, right. I mean, it just—it's still tough. Mother's Day is tough. Um, and it is tough.
0: So let's let's jump into, you know, how do these come up often in your sessions, right? I know they come up a lot. Do they come up because people are estranged? Do does it come up because people are angry? Does it come up because there's maybe some trauma? Tell me what yes. what happens yes, often. Yes, 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 yes. All of the above. Well, All of the above. So, and- tell me about one of them.
1: This is – I was going to say, here we go for a Stacey tangent. I'm sorry now. Um. So it. my sessions are very interesting because sometimes some of the sessions are a mama who's lost her baby. And Ooh. their baby could be 40 years old. All right. the way to a baby who didn't make it out of the womb. To a baby who is stillborn and to a baby who fell asleep and never woke up. And, and I then- bet those
0: are so, so emotional for not only – the, the person whose session is, but I'm sure it's emotional for you to being a mother and a grandmother that yes. these, these things are probably very moving for you. Tell me what, how does that, how does that make the session person feel? And then how does that make you feel?
1: It's intriguing to me because I handle those sessions the most delicately out of all of the sessions. My whole belief system is a parent should never have to lose their baby
0: yes, agreed.
1: at any age. And it's disturbing and heartbreaking to me, on multitudes of levels. I've dealt with murders. I've dealt with suicides. I've dealt with sicknesses and illnesses, to stillborns, to um, everything.
0: Everything. Does it? You can so imagine when those happen. I, you know, as you said, you know, everyone's emotional. Does that? Does those emotions? make it more intense for you. No. Like I, I, when you're actually doing the session, it doesn't actually, I know you're emotional because you're again, for no, all those same I stay reasons Stay
1: off of it though, for the emotional, because I have to take myself. Do you remember the last episode or so we were talking about ego and stuff like that? Yeah. I have to take my ego away. And so when I'm ah. working and God's using me, I step out and I let God work And when God works through me, I step out in the sense of I'm not a parent. I'm not a mom. I'm not somebody who worries like I do. I go into what does this person need? What does this person look? uh, What what am I here for? And I mean, there was one where there was a mama that came to me that lost her little girl in a car accident. There's been heartbreaking. Oh, goodness gracious. You have no idea. There was one. There was. I will never forget one story of a woman losing her husband and baby on the same day, years apart. I will never forget this. And the baby fell asleep and never woke up. And she asked me why. Like, why? And I said that God had protected her Baby, from having something worse happen when they were older,
0: wow, and I mean, you know, I think as a mother, right, I'm not a mother i'm I'm a dog dad, but I think that you can feel that that as hard as that is at the time, right, I'm sure that does make her feel better. It's not what you want to hear, right? Because, no, you know, it's never
1: what you want to hear, but it's at the but, same time, now. There have been people where I've had sessions with where they've had miscarriages because the baby's heart wasn't developing correctly. Or if that baby had been born, they would have died of SIDS. Or if that baby had been born and lived until eight years old and then been killed by a car accident. There right, really and that would have been worse. Why I think, absolutely.
0: And right, those are worse. Are,
1: Yes, but and then there are things like, and this is where I have a harder time with Sean, and this is me being transparent, Stacy, and this may be going into my Stacyism, so I apologize now. Parents who are not in a relationship with their children, or their children choosing to not have a relationship with their mothers, this That's hard. one gets me. Well, it it. Because I've been on both ends of that, se- that fence. I have right. been the child that has stepped away from her mother. And I have been the mother that their child has stepped away from them. And it's interesting to me. And, and I, it's so hard. My mom was a good mom. Okay. To me. Because she was my mom. Okay.
0: Of course. Yes. Important.
1: And And I look at who I am. And I thank God because as bad as things were, I am who I am because of what has happened to me in my life. Could my mother have been better? 100%. But I feel like I was a good mom because of her and because of the things that she did give me and the things that she didn't give me because I was able to combine both and make it even better for my own kids. Does that make sense? Well, I
0: think we all have to remember that you know every generation grows up knowing things that the generation before that didn't know right so if we dial this back to you know my grandparents didn't know things so they they mothered and fathered my family or my parents the way that they believed was best and then my parents did the same thing we're like well now we know something different so we're going to change our trajectory we're going to make something a little different to make our kids lives better and now Right, People in this generation who are now growing up with more things that they know have now also adjusted their parenting to try to reduce traumatic events, to try to make their children more well-rounded. And, you know, that's all we can do is keep trying to be better each time, right? That doesn't mean that my parents or my grandparents were bad parents by any means, right? That just means now we've grown and we've learned and we have become better than we were before which isn't a bad thing, right? We weren't bad before. No one was. But now we know things that maybe were not as good, right? We shouldn't have something that's high in cholesterol every day of our life, right? We probably knew that a little bit back then, but not really. You didn't really understand what that entailed.
1: Right. They used to talk about cigarettes being something that was good for your health and then look at this now. And it's interesting because my mom was, now that I'm an adult, now when I was in my 20s, I had my baby, okay, I had learning to choose. All I knew was that I was going to end up being a housewife or a stay-at-home mom because I was not, I was never going to be able to make it to college. I wasn't a smart person. I had an IQ of 82 and I was not going to make it through school. And I was, there was no way I could, I barely graduated high school. So I did not have a future ahead of me. So of course I wanted to get married and have kids because that's something I knew that I could do.
0: And
1: becoming a mother was my greatest contribution to this world because at the time, that's all I knew I could do. And I put 100% into becoming a mother. And with that was also dealing with a husband who was Mm -hmm. mentally ill. And on top of that, I didn't realize it at the time because it's all I knew, but my mother was a very controlling person and a very, as I know now, a narcissistic person that I did not in a very emotionally immature person with a lot of issues that she never quite got past herself. And when you grow up in that kind of a situation, you become a little bit of a people pleaser. You become a very empathic person. And a lot of people like, Oh, I'm so empathic, dude, that's trauma. It's not a gift. It's trauma. And also, being autistic with ADHD and not being recognized for it because my brother was autistic. And because boys and girls showed different symptoms, my brother didn't talk until he was 12. And oh, so wow. I was, I grew up helping raise my brother and helping everybody else understand my brother. And I was always my brother's advocate. So it was Tommy and Stacy, and Tommy had all the issues, Stacy can help. And that was, that was my job. You know what I mean? Right. And this As day, could, yeah. I, yeah. Tommy's 40 years old and I'm still like, what are you doing? You okay? Even after my mom died, he was still living with my mom when she died. This is the first time in his whole life he's living on his own and he's still living with his best friend. I didn't realize that that was part of her being narcissistic and emotionally immature. Wow. And I, and, and so as I started going to counseling, my therapist was like, this is an acceptable behavior. You're going to have to get boundaries with your mom. She can't tell you how to be a parent. She shouldn't be telling you this. She shouldn't be telling you that it shouldn't just be her way or no way. I didn't know that, Sean. And so wow. I had to start making boundaries. And at that point in time, my mom stepped back. My mom was like, F you, literally F you and cut me off on multiple occasions, because I would say, mom, I'm not comfortable. And she'd cut me off. And then we'd work through it again. Something crazy would happen in my life. And she would come in and save the day. And I would think, wow, that's my mom loving me, my mom being there for me, my mom helping me, not understanding that it wasn't with strings attached. It was with ropes and boulders attached and turning into, look what I did for you. And look what I've done for you. And you owe me this, this, and this, and this, because I've did this for you.
0: Yeah. And
1: so, I didn't I, know that kind of thing was, un- knew, I never knew that was not
0: normal. And that's so interesting because, you know, I think as we talk about how we all have now grown, right, those are things that you didn't realize as a child. And I'm sure at the beginning of raising your children, you didn't realize either, right? It took no. some long, hard discussions that said, wait a second, I actually shouldn't raise my children like this because- not that they would be bad to turn out like you, but you want to make them better than you, right? You want Absolutely. your children to be better than you.
1: Yes. So that's and my- the
0: time where you take to say, wait a second, now that I realize this may have helped, may, may have been more harmful than helpful, I'm going to adjust what I'm doing. I'm going to adjust my parenting and, and teach just about these te- things.
1: Absolutely. And as, so this is the one thing that people don't talk about when you have kids young. Now I had my daughter, Emily at 19 things you don't talk about, even as prepared as you think you are, people don't talk about the fact of like, my mom taught me smacking. You smack them. You tell them, no, that was bad. Smack. My mom would hit her, you know? My mom would take her and show me to take them by the cheeks and look at me in the eye. You look at me. You look at me. You look at my nose by the cheek. I'm literally holding my chin right now to look at her and to tell her no about something. And so, of course, as Emily is getting older, this is how I parented. Now, my husband, being 20 years old, didn't really want the dad responsibility. He was trying to be a drummer. He was trying to do his own thing. I had to teach him how to be a dad and he was the cuddly, wuddly one. And I had to be the bad guy and I was the mom. And as I got pregnant with my second daughter at 21, Ashley, I realized, okay, so the smacking thing I'm not great about. I don't like it. So it was more of intimidation. It was more. And now that I look back at that, I'm like, wow, that was manipulative because I, was only doing what I knew to do right. what I was taught by my own parents. And because I grew up in somewhat of a toxic environment, I didn't realize I was doing toxic behavior with my own children. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no. And I think that's one of the most important things that I think I will assume comes out of your sessions is that these things that people didn't realize are now coming out to say, wait a second, this is now something different. Or – this oh, new absolutely. thing that you're doing is actually, you know what? Those are your, your parents very excited for you or your grandparents saying, Hey, we're, we're really proud that you are able to help break some of those molds and change the direction of the family oh, and no. really my push it to a better place.
1: Oh, my mother would tell me how much more toxic I was because I was pushing away from the way things were because we came from a generation, Sean, you know, this, it was do what you were told. Don't ask questions, respect to you, respect don't ask, don't tell. I remember going to elementary school and that's when, when I was still in school, I'm showing my age, but the principal could paddle your butt. I mean, it was a thing. I don't know if you grew up down here, but there was a thing down here for that. You didn't question. You were told what you were told and you respected your elders. You said, please and thank you. You didn't talk back and you never, ever, 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 ever disrespected your parents under any circumstances, because it was God and then it was your parents. And that's the way I was raised.
0: It's interesting. And you know, not that, not that those things are not one and the same now, but in our current environment, it is much easier to now say, wait a second, I want to talk more about this. Or can we deep dive into this a little bit to say, wait a second, Even as a kid, I don't understand, right? And I think a lot of parents now are moving into the moment of trying to explain and answer
1: questions
0: and be available to change, help change some of those stigmas.
1: 100%. And it's interesting because as my daughters grew, I grew, and my mother's relationship and I did not grow. It got very hard. And those closest to me, cousin Sherry, my friend Terry, people who knew the situation and knew my mom and a lot of my mom's friends, my mom became very toxic, dark, heavy, um, manipulative, narcissistic. And she would tell the girl stories about how I would stop talking to her and how awful I was and, you know, the problems that I would cause and how selfish I was and how narcissistic I was. Mind you, I'm autistic, undiagnosed. I'm not narcissistic at all. I just was different. And because my mom didn't understand it because she's immature about her ways, I was the problem. And... This grew into now, mind you, here I go having a little boy getting divorced from my first husband. And then here comes Max and Max sits back and he's like, what are you doing? This is not healthy. The way your mother's treating you is not acceptable. You deserve better than this. You deserve bigger than this. And you need to step up for yourself and you need to step up for your kids and you need to understand how great you are and that you are not your mother's child. You are Stacy, and is
0: an adult. I Sean love that. Changed we, my we, life. I mean, we all, you know, we in the Quack Pack are definite Max fans already. I know I am, and I love that because I think that's an important moment that someone is able to help. Someone's able to help help you understand that those things might not be great. So, does that ever come out in any of the sessions to say, yeah. "Hey, wait a second this this feels kind of funky." How how does that come out, and what does that what does that kind of do?
1: Well, it's funny because I will tell people on a constant basis that I live through things to help other people with their things. And right. through sessions, sometimes I'll get glimmers or glimpses of my past to help people through their past. And it's fascinating to me because without knowing what's going on in someone's life, if they're dealing with a toxic situation, either by being the toxic parent or being Ooh. the child with a toxic parent, I can will have a glimmer of something within my situation show up in my head. And that's when I know I need to bring it up to them. Not really situation, but so I can sit there and see what my situation is in my head and go, okay, so this is what's going on and help them through their stuff.
0: I love that. So these moments, you know, and as we've talked about in the last episode, we talked about soul versus ego, right? And these things coming out. But I'm sure that these moments are hard soul moments because You don't want to sometimes think that there's something going on with your family or just like you said that you're the toxic person. How does that come out to say, hey, wait a second, I think you might be toxic?
1: It's interesting and because I have been labeled the toxic person to my daughters. They do not talk to me. They have had my youngest daughter, Ashley, has had nothing to do with me since September. And she will tell you that I'm a habitual liar. Well, she'll tell everybody else. She honestly hasn't told me my issues. I told her after disrespecting me um, the second she gets her head out of her ass to contact me because I couldn't deal with the disrespect anymore because it was me being super sick and me going. It was just had been my son's birthday and nobody wanted to take pictures and nobody was doing this and nobody was doing that. And I was explaining how hurt my feelings were because I didn't have help because I was sick of, because of all my other autoimmune stuff with the lupus and everything. And she looked, she said to me through text, if you were so sick, then you had no business throwing a birthday party and nobody needs to take pictures of you because you take enough selfies as it is. So I'm like, okay, after that. I can't, you know what I'm saying? You know, I think that's, it's
0: all a really rough moment, right? And, you know, I I think, and, you know, I I think we probably feel similarly about this is that everyone, uh, people will come through this, right? There are people just like we talked about in the last episode that, you know, these are ego moments, right? These aren't soul moments, these are ego moments and they will get better. So what about, you know, when you're, you're hearing these toxic things, not to you, but in sessions or into whatever, right? How do you frame that up to someone so that they understand that, hey, it, you're the problem, it's you?
1: I play Taylor Swift. No, um, <laughs> it's it's being very gentle with that person of being and helping them understand that sometimes, and it's, it's, it's groundbreaking when it does happen the way that it, it can where I ask them, You know, what has happened in your past? What are you so angry with? And do you Mm. think that maybe you're lashing out or trying to control a situation that you have no control and no business trying to control and trying to help them understand what they're doing is behavior that is hurting. And Sean, that changes people's lives because they all then realize what they're doing is what they were taught to do. Right. And even trying to apologize to my own kids going, look, I did my best. I'm sorry. Let me do better better more. And they've both looked at me. Well, the youngest tells me that I'm just making excuses. The oldest is just mad at me for other issues and other situations. And I don't get to have a relationship with my granddaughter. That's a whole nother conversation I want to have though about dreams that we will get back to shortly. Anyways, but uh, the youngest – is the one that I really want to talk about with the toxicity aspect because it's so common now that I hit with people who are parents that are going through this and they're in the same boat I am where they're scratching their heads going, I was there. I didn't work. I was there for every recital. We had conversations. I was that mom that would pick up meals every day before school i mean seriously right you were were bringing sunny d
0: to baseball practice you were like a dream mom
1: yes and and we were best friends through her teen years i mean she would i call her rue because anybody could tell you and even picture wise she's my mini um sergeant pepper would say that she's our love child because she's just him and i to a t and and that's how I met him, was through her. And it was almost like when she got a boyfriend, when she got her own identity, when she started hanging around other people, when she saw other parts of the world in a sense of life, she didn't like where she came from all of a sudden. She didn't like who I was anymore. She I, she found me annoying. It, it, was, it was almost like... And this is where I start getting upset. When I started getting sick, she had a dream before I died with Jesus talking to her at the beach, letting her know that I was going to be borrowed a couple of times before I died. And it was almost like after I got sick, after I stopped ha- being able to take her to school, when COVID happened, when everything really started to fall apart was after I got sick, after I left Max, after, you know, everything kind of became wonky. She and I. So that's so
0: it's interesting. So, you know, how if you, you know, I know you're you're right in the thick of this. So this might not be really easy for you to talk about. But, you know, in those toxic moments, I think one of the things that for everyone to remember is that Everyone's just trying their best, right? We're all Absolutely. on this path to be better for each other and for ourselves. And you know, sometimes we've talked about that on this podcast that sometimes the the path strays a bit, and you don't realize that maybe you're going down the wrong path, but you will get back, right? And she'll get back, and and your relationship will hopefully get back on track. And I think those are really difficult moments for a lot of families. But you know, as we just go back to one episode and say these. You know this is not your daughter's soul. This, you know this is not a soul that is there, yes, right? Yes, ego. Things correct. Will yes. all adjust? So I think there's a lot of mothers and fathers and grandmothers and and everybody. You know, someone that the quack pack that's listening to us today can know that these things can get better and they can hold out hope uh, that they will it will change, right? And you know, unfortunately, some people just take longer than others to really realize that maybe they've made some rough decisions in life, but they will, it, it is going to change and it is going to feel better soon. And those things are on the up and up, right? Cause we are going down our spirit paths and are taking our journeys and we don't always know where they're taking us. Sometimes we do, sometimes we have a great plan and then, you know, there's a detour.
1: I was going to say that detour happens. And what's interesting about all this is, and this is the other thing that I tell other parents and even kids that are stepping away from their parents have understanding and have empathy because sometimes parents are, are just toxic. I mean, my mom was a lot. She was a lot. And she would be the woman to look at me and going, why are you keeping your fat clothes you're throwing away when you're just going to gain the weight back? She was a lot. I strive not to be that way with my kids. And, there you go. and
0: that's all you can do is strive and, and, to break and the patterns, to right? Bigger,
1: better more. And that's one thing where I'm thankful for, even with my daughters not having much to do with us right now, I can't help, but be proud of them because at least they're independent enough to know what they think they need. And yeah. I'm proud of that. And I want other people to know and other parents to know, and even other people who've said, sort I've of taken a step back from their parents Try to have that empathy to understand that everyone's doing what they know. Everyone's doing the best that they can. And TikTok is not the best idea to get your information from. You guys have got to remember most of that stuff is just random people like you and I talking about the way they feel and talking about their situations. They're not professional medical professionals. right? So also keep that in, in mind when we're watching stuff like that.
0: Agreed. That's a that's a really great moment to say that, you know, you, I'm sure we all uh, take in a lot of content, right? I have my podcasts that I listen to daily, I have my news shows that I listen to, you know, and I read the internet and I scroll through the TikTok and Instagram and all the things. But I think that's a really great moment is sometimes those things that look so factual and so true, how could they be wrong? You have to take a step back and think, hmm, maybe I should double check this before I go And changed my whole life and my whole trajectory because of this one random dude.
1: little little thing. And it's funny because now, as I've grown from being a 19-year-old mom to a 42-year-old mom to a 7-year-old, I parent completely differently with the boys than I did with the girls. I make sure there's conversation. I make sure it's not always my way or no way. I make sure that everyone feels like they've been heard. And that they feel like they've had enough time with me and that they feel like they get their moment. And I, they feel like they're not being dramatic and loved on and they get their enough attention. And, you know, life is an experience and life is worth learning. You guys were not going to get it done the first time. People don't prepare parents for this part. People True. don't care. Nobody talks about the fact that your kids may walk away from you. And it's not because you failed. Because if I see on TikTok one more damn time that you failed as a parent because your parent, your kids have nothing to do with you is wrong. Because those two girls are the most incredible human beings you'll ever meet. If you meet them both, they're sweet. They're kind. They're empathetic. They're good people. They're genuinely good good human beings. And I'm not saying that because they're mine. I'm saying that because they <laughs> I mean maybe
0: are. a little bit. Just a You're a little bit. bit biased. A little maybe. bit. Baby,
1: but I mean they're good people. And I see my daughter who has all these doubts of being a mom and she's an incredible mom. And it's right. like it blows my mind because I'm like, wow. Like look at them go. And and that I didn't fail as a mom. I didn't fail if I don't have a house key. I don't want a house key to my kid's house. That's not my place. It's not my business. They need to have their own lives. You right. know what I mean? I, we don't need to be enmeshed into each other's worlds. So y'all, if you're that. having I those think- issues, love hard, be understanding. And if you're having a Mother's Day without your babies, take yourself to dinner. Celebrate what you've gone through, anyways. Right. If you're We've having all gone
0: work. through hard things, yes. oh, you have a nice brunch, Celebrate. a breakfast,
1: yes. a Sunday
0: fun day, whatever. Yes. If you're a mother, you a father, an auntie, a grandma,
1: has, all of those things together. Yes. Celebrate life.
0: Yeah, I love that. Celebrate, Celebrate life.
1: for real. Life. Celebrate. So, Stacey,
0: I want to jump. So, you know, we, we end these Saturday episodes with you know, Stacey's thoughts for what's going on in the world. And we already touched that. We are so close to the end of this dumb retrograde that we're- Day after
1: tomorrow, Sean. It's so close and I can't wait. Can you feel it? There is a shadow grade, I call them. (laughs) That's a state theology thing. Um, Just because it's literally- over the fifteenth doesn't necessarily mean the wonky things won't be happening, and it's weird because normally with retrogrades, it's the week before the week after all of my crap falls apart. This is one of the first retrogrades; everything falls apart with the retrograde for me.
0: Well, I mean, I so, guess that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's what's supposed we'll to see. happen, we'll maybe. See. So, Stacey, give us what's you know what's what's the world the world look right now? You know, we're ending this retrograde. How are people feeling? What should we think about for the next week?
1: For this next week, rejoice, dance, take your shoes off, put your feet in some water, lay in the grass, thank God for your breath and sincerely, and I say this all the time, love hard, but this week love harder, understand what you've gone through for the last three weeks, have some retrospect on who you are, what you've done, who's done what to you, have forgiveness, have understanding and empathy, and realize that nobody who walks this earth is perfect, meant to be perfect. And 95% of the time that if something's been done to you by somebody, it has not been intentional. So stop there taking you go. it that way.
0: That's an important moment to take out of the end of this retrograde is that if something happened, something felt wonky, maybe even something you were feeling that you were about ready to pounce on, take that step back, take that deep breath and say, you know what? I don't think that was intentional. So give it a few more days to sit and breathe. And then I think you'll find that that maybe wasn't the way it was intended to come out.
1: Yes. And to those babies who don't have mommies this Sunday, go buy a flower. Go buy a flower and just sit on a windowsill. Say a little prayer. Go out to dinner. Celebrate the life that you had because of them.
0: I love that. Sunday for
1: celebrating
0: life, so celebrate. Perfect. We can all celebrate together. Grab those flowers, put them on your windowsill. Take yourself out and celebrate. Wow, what what a poignant episode today, Stacey. Episode thirteen, insane business. Stacey, tell all the kids, all the cool all the cool kids, all the Quack Pack where where can they find you.
1: Find me on Instagram at soul worker Stacey Renee, And if you would like to book a session with me and get more in depth with all of this and more in depth with how to heal your soul, how to heal your wounds, trauma, or even maybe, you know, get some answers about those who've passed on. If you want to feel like you can feel your mom or even your dad, let me know. Book a session with me at SoWorkerStaceyRenee.com. And Sean, where can everybody find you, my dear?
0: Well, Quack Pack, you can look for me on the Instagram Seanco15. S E A N C O one five. Check I me out there. I Check-
1: love the way you say your name. It just every single <laughs> time you're like Seanco. I'm like, oh God, ah, I love it. I love it. Okay, yes, I'm sorry. Continue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else, be sure you find Stacey and I together on Stacey and Sean Good for the Soul on our Facebook page. I think we're about to hit a hundred followers or likers yes, or whatever please. those are called there.
1: Keep liking so and be following. There.
0: Yeah. Give us the information. Of course, let us know if you have something you want to hear about, something that is on your mind, in your soul that we should cover on at an upcoming episode. Shoot that to one of us or on the Facebook page. We would love to cover what you're thinking about, but everybody else, as Stacey said, love hard. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for listening to us. Stacey, it's a dream come true to talk with you every day. Hope you have a great rest of your day, everybody. Thanks so much. See you later.
1: Bye.